0: We're talking about Malik Willis's preseason debut and the top things we're looking for in week 1 of the NFL preseason. Right here in the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're missing Q today. He's busy. Uh, you know, Training camp keeps us all pretty busy. I get, I'm get i lucky that uh, because the Steelers don't practice on this Friday, I get a day off. So I don't have to drive all the way out an hour away to St. Vincent Latrobe in Latrobe, uh, Pennsylvania, which is a, a, a not a fun drive all the time. So I get it with Q. He's busy with Raiders stuff. We're gonna let him be busy, but we're still gonna break things down for you on the Locked On NFL podcast again. I'm Chris Carter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can find this show Locked On NFL on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts out there. Just like you find your favorite team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. But let's break down what happened with Malik Willis because there were two games Thursday night or Thursday night that gave us a little bit of you know insight we had you know the giants taking on the patriots bill belichick play calling and i was like ah, i don't care as much about that i wanted to see malik willis because malik willis was at one point maybe considered the best quarterback in this draft class or the one with the highest ceiling everyone was talking about him Then he found out in the third round and everyone's like oh man well maybe he wasn't all that but we first got our first glimpse at him and I, w- I will say it wasn't the best but it also wasn't terrible in my eyes because this was about what i expected from willie willis when i watched his tape at liberty in college uh he finished six of 11 for 107 passing yards also took five carries for 38 yards and a touchdown his first three passes of the game one was kind of behind the fullback one should have been picked off for an interception return for a touchdown the other was a throwaway and immediately i'm like "Mm, this isn't a great start this is uh kind of looking pretty rough but he started to get it together and you, you show the flashes that why Malik Willis people were cautious but optimistic or excited about his profile in the NFL. He uncorked a 48-yard bomb that was that was a was on on point. He was able to throw some passes down the field. I liked some of the things that he did in this game. But the things that you're seeing from him are the things that you're going to see from a lot of rookie quarterbacks right now. He's not processing the field all all the way he's going. He has really like one or two reads right now, and he's just trying to be comfortable doing that while playing within an NFL offense. You saw he was a little quick to get out of the pocket, even on some instances when he had open guys around, around the field. That is going to be the biggest challenge for Malik Willis right now. Now, the good thing for Malik Willis is that there's no pressure on him to do it right now. Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. They're gonna they're, they're gonna be relying on him to to make the offense go. And even when even if Malik Willis did get caught up called up, that's a running team with Derrick Henry. They're gonna try to work that out. But um, I I do I will say this for Malik Willis. If you're going to, if you're a person, who if you're a Titans fan or a person, the person who wants to see him grow, you know, you're going, the next thing that you're going to need to see from him soon is how he's going to be seeing the field. Cause it's obvious Malik Willis isn't dumb. He's a smart quarterback. We've, we've, we've heard him talk. He's, he's a very bright individual and you know, he carries himself. Well, And I think that he, if he keeps, keeps at it and he stays with the right organization, I think that he will be able to develop into a fine NFL quarterback but this often happens with athletic quarterbacks is that sometimes they get too, I guess rely, you know, reliant upon their athletic skills. And that being from Malik Willis, he does have a can of an arm, and he does have really awesome wheels. Uh, he can he can get up and get out. He did have a rushing touchdown where he did make a, make a really good run, spun out of spun off of a blitz, and was able to fight his way into the end zone. That being said. Um, you want your quarterback to be able to see the field. And that's one thing that like, you know, comparing to Lamar Jackson who didn't play in this game, but, you know, plays for the Ravens who did win and also have won every preseason game back to, dating back to 2016, such a weird stat or fact there. It's not like, it's like, is that a good thing? Do we know? Eh, who cares? But it is a weird thing. But Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, he's a guy that people give him, give, give him problems because of his accuracy, there's that the third Lamar Jackson does see the field. He just also knows how that he, that he can torture you with his legs, and that's where if Malik Willis wants to get to that level, one, I don't think he has Lamar Jackson's wheels, but two, if he does get to the level of how Lamar processes the food, I think it's going to make him a valuable starting quarterback and give the Tennessee Titans an edge someday. Whenever he's ready, it may come down the line. But this is, but here's the thing: I don't think that Malik Willis is as far behind as some were making it out to be in this NFL draft class. Uh, and then this was myself who was like, you know, I don't know, you know, how this is going to work out for him. We got to see how it plays out. But uh, when I look, when I look at how, how he played, I'm like, Hey, that's typical rookie stuff. That's typical rookie stuff. And you he showed the flashes, you know, I, I saw some people say this was a bad showing on his part. I don't think it was necessarily bad. It wasn't great, but this is along the lines of what you expect of NFL rookie quarterbacks, especially ones that aren't drafted in the first round. Um, you know, you're looking for guys to grow. Heck, Kenny Pickett right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll talk about, you know, our top things we're looking at in, in the rest of the week, one of the of the NFL preseason. Um, And he's part of that. But Kenny Pickett, who was the, who was the first quarterback drafted, I've been watching him all training camp at Steelers camp. And, you know, there's flashes where Kenny gets into the accuracy that I that I saw when I covered him at the University of Pittsburgh's football team, but then there's times when he looks lost, just like Malik Willis did. There's times when all these when all these quarterbacks, a lot of rookie quarterbacks, they look lost. They're trying to process. Things are happening really fast. It's a fast game, it's a complex game, and they're adjusting to it. I just think that from what I saw from Malik Willis wasn't all that bad. It was more so like, hey, that's what you expect and the opportunities that he did get I think he took a good good advantage of. Now he just has to keep sharpening his skills, and we'll see where he goes from there. But Malik Willis did play on on Thursday, Friday. We've got a good slate of games about four or about five games, excuse me, between the the Falcons and Lions, Browns and Jaguars, Cardinals, Bengals, Jets, Eagles, and pa- Packers, Niners. We're gonna go over them and the Saturday games over the next couple segments here because I want to break down some of the key storylines that I think play into each of these games and how and and how they these t- these teams look early on. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. But first, we're going to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net. Y'all know about BetOnline. It's the, it's the ultimate place to go get your stats and sports information to get you ready for the money that you need to put down when you're betting on sports right now, major league baseball is in full swing, but now that the NFL preseason is here, you want to make some money off of that. You can, but what's even better. You can take advantage of all the odds, all the lines, all the opportunities to put money down on this NFL season and the season long best that you can. Do you think you have a player on the, on your favorite team? That's going to win an award. Maybe you'll be able to see the lines and the, and the betting odds just to reap the best benefits possible by going to BetOnline.net. online.net and bet as a whole, will give you opportunities to make that money on your on your favorite teams and players. Go to betonline.net right now. Learn about all those lines, all those odds, all those opportunities and then maybe you can be making money on your favorite team. And also, don't forget NBA and NHL when NFL gets started, they're right up around the corner too. And you can still bet on baseball, a lot of opportunities. Go to betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting sports, betting sports information. Go go there on your mobile device or website today. Again, that's betonline where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Uh, again, Q's out for today, so uh, we we do apologize for that. But uh, we will get to some of these, others, these other storylines here. Now, for the Friday games, I, I think the game that everyone's going to be paying the most attention to is obviously Browns and Jaguars, and for obvious reasons. Deshaun Watson, the Browns have said they're going to play him. Uh, I'm very int- int- intrigued to see how that plays out. We know the NFL is appealing the the six game suspension suggestion by judge Sue Robinson. Um, You know, this could be a situation where, you know, if the NFL, if they, if they, you know, there's reports that they wanted to suspend him for an entire year. If they do that after this game, this might be the only time we get to see Deshaun Watson in a Browns Jersey. So, that's something serious to consider, like, hey, like, you know, this is a glimpse here. But then it's also the case, like, you know, the Browns, they've been defiant this whole time. They've they they, they, they they've, they've backed Deshaun Watson the entire time. They've said he's innocent. They've also said he's remorseful. He says he's innocent. Um, there's been a lot of different things that have gone on with that situation. And however you feel about Deshaun Watson, I'm, I'm a person, I think he should be suspended for much longer than he is. But however you feel about it, this is a major story. And we're going to get to see the first glimpse of what happens here. If Deshaun Watson lights it up. And, you know, the ratings go through the roof for that game. You know, the the NFL, they're about their money. And I've said I've said a million times. We said it just last week. We said it like several times this offseason with me and Q. The NFL is not going to be about doing necessarily what's right. They're going to do what gets that what's the most beneficial financially for them. And it could be a thing where if this becomes a highly watched preseason game, I'd be intrigued to see. How that how that plays out for the NFL, where they think like, man, when Deshaun Watson does play, it does bring it bring in the money because everyone wants to see this. But again, the publicity that comes with it, I guarantee you there's gonna be a million questions after that game Friday night about, oh, Deshaun, you know, this, that and the third. And there's going to be prop. There's going to be, you know, the next thing that's going to be said about on the, you know, get up and all the morning shows across all the networks. They're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson, just like we're talking about right now. So I think that's going to be huge. But on the other side, Trevor Lawrence you know he was the first overall pick last year he was supposed to be the guy that's going to save the Jaguars franchise they're in the middle of this reboot right now this is his chance to kind of show up as well so uh, to me that's going to be a major story for the rest for the for, for this preseason and w- the, i think the biggest question is is this going to be the only time we get to see Deshaun Watson you know does Nick Chubb get get an opportunity do we get to see the full launching of this offense and you know imagine if Deshaun Watson comes out plays for a first quarter has like Two touchdown drives and looks awesome, and the Cleveland Browns look unstoppable. But then he's suspended for a year or however long that it's going to keep him keep him away from the game. I, imagine the the storylines every week. You know, if the Browns they have to play Jacoby Brissett and they're and they have they have a losing record and they're not doing well, and how every week it's just going to be what would it be like if Deshaun Watson going to play? That's what I'm truly interest, interested to see here. How good does this offense look in just a preseason game? And again, how you play in the preseason does not determine how you really look in the regular season. I'm not saying that, that it is, but I guarantee you, if they play well, everyone's going to be talking about this all season long. If Deshaun Watson's suspension is ex- expanded to a year and uh, I'm very intrigued to see how the, how that will play out. My other, one of my other major stories that I want to look at, and this is for a Saturday game, but it's a one o'clock Saturday game. And it's Justin Fields, Justin Fields last year did not have a good year with the Chicago bears. And frankly, what quarterback has had a good year with the Chicago bears in the past Forty years, fifty. However long, I'm 33 years old. I ain't never seen it. Um, you know, Jake Cutler's been the closest that they got. Uh, but this is a chance for him to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs, not a vaunted defense, a defense that is that that is very much kind of just the you know the you know secondary to their offensive skills. So I'm intrigued to see how Justin Fields looks. In, in in another opportunity to play, to be able to show to show the world, hey, I'm not just this guy that was overdrafted by the Bears. I am worthy of this position. And how do they look? How do they look in their new offense and what they're trying to put together? If Justin Fields can be a composed and and and, and t- an accurate quarterback in just in just a like a quarter play or something there in the free season, I think it'll make for an interesting talking point because he was a first round quarterback who, you know, as a person, you know, I cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was wonderings of, you know, would he fall far enough for the Steelers? To get him when he came out in his draft class because the Steelers, you know, before drafting Kenny Pickett, they were wondering like, you know, when are they going to make the move for their next quarterback? And they did it this year. But, you know, last year, I mean, there was a clip of Mike Tomlin, you know, going to uh, Justin Fields' pro day at Ohio State and saying, hey, we all came here to see you, young man. I want to see you work out. So... I think there is a bit of excitement. If you're in the city of Chicago, you are so excited. You want to be able to, to, to see, to see Justin Fields go to work. Um, and I think how he plays in this game will be something that gets talked about all week long. If he plays really poorly, if he plays really well, if he's just, you know, middle of the road, I guarantee you, there will be people, you know, asking this question, like, man, did the bears miss again? And are they going to have to go redraft the guy soon? But again, First preseason game, guys getting, you know, getting the chance to play against someone else for the first time in a long time. I think that's going to be very interesting to see how that works out. Before we get, I got one more big time, one more of my favorite things to look at this weekend before we switch to uh the next the next segment. We're going to continue other storylines here, but it's a very obvious obvious one, and it's Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold. Now, the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule. Y'all know he's, you know, if you if you listen to this show regularly, you watch the show with my co-host that's normally here on Friday's your boy Q. He's a big Matt Rule guy. But even he's admitted like, man, Matt Rule's messing up. Matt Rule needs one of these quarterbacks to take the reins, whether it's Sam Donald, who they traded for last year, whether it's Baker Mayfield, who they traded for this year. Somebody got to do something. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see who gets what reps. Who plays? Who gets? Who gets to face down? Who, who shows up in a bigger situation in the bigger situations and how it impacts this quarterback battle? I've had my money on Baker Mayfield to win this quarterback battle, but if y'all know me, y'all know I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield guy. I'm just also really not a big Sam Donald guy. I, I think that they're in a rough spot here, but this how this plays out in the in the first preseason game. They get two more of these because remember this is, the preseason is now three games, not four games in a year. When we when we see these guys play. I want to see how smooth does Baker look in this new offense that he was just thrusted into versus Sam Darnold, who's at least been there a year. I, I think that's going to be very interesting. If, if Baker Mayfield makes this competition look close already, as as he's not had the advantage to kind of be there and he was kind of you know in limbo with the Browns for so many months, I think that's a very bad sign for Sam Darnold. He needs to be able, he needs to be able to say, Hey, like, yeah, this is my offense. I know what's going on here. This is my team. I got I got the synergy. I got I got everything going for him. But uh, so if he if he's like clearly the better quarterback, than Baker Mayfield, it doesn't mean that he's won the competition in this first game. It just means, hey, he has that advantage of knowing the offense. But if Baker's making it like really, really close, like if you're looking at each other and say, I don't know, they're in between it. to me That's a very bad sign for Sam Donald in this in this quarterback race. And that in about a few more weeks of training camp and preseason games, Baker Mayfield might just pass him up. And we'll see who him become the starter there. And who knows where the Carolina Panthers will be. Uh, and maybe Baker Mayfield will definitively be the starter for week one when they take on the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about other matchups that we want to see or other things we want to see in week one of the NFL preseason. I'm Chris Carter. Stick with us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We'll be right back. Back here in the locked on NFL podcast, I'm Chris Carter, your host again. Your boy Q is uh handling some training camp business for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. We're letting him deal with that situation there. But I got you guys carrying you out. I got four more factors in preseason games that I want to that I want to talk about uh to get you guys ready for the first week. Now, the, the first one is one that I'll be on hand at, at Kishore Stadium. And if you don't know what that is, that's what is now being called. Heinz Field is now being called. So have fun with that. I, I, everyone at Pittsburgh hates that name. But there is a major story to see, hey, how does Kenny Pickett look versus Mitch Trubisky? I'll give you the insight that you, from, from Steelers training camp right now. Kenny Pickett has flashes of, hey, there's that accurate quarterback who sees the really, the field really well, the, who throws on the run really well. He's here. But then there's some days he's really bad. Every, every every one of the Steelers quarterback has looked average so far. There's been days where Mitch Trubisky has looked very above average. There's days where he's looked below average there's days when he's looked average but it's been all over the place and that's kind of been been the the situation that the Steelers have been working through Mason Rudolph the quarterback they kept for who's been with the Steelers for the last four seasons he's kind of been the steadiest at just staying average and not having his really really bad days that you know we've seen out of both Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky but I will say Mitch Trubisky's good days have been coming more recently um, as have Kenny Pickett's, both of them have started to adjust to the Steelers offense, but how they play against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Mike Tomlin did tell us that the Steelers are going are planning to use their first team for the first quarter, their second team for the second and third quarters, and their third team for the fourth quarter. Um, originally, it was Mitch Trubisky with the one team with the first team, Mason Rudolph with the second team, Kenny Pickett with the third, but the past week, Kenny Pickett's been running the second team primarily, I'm very interested to see does he get to run much of the second team or is that going to be purely Mason Rudolph and how all, all you know, both of these guys look, Mason Rudolph is not the plan. He's kind of the, he's kind of the, the the quarterback that they're just holding on to where, Hey, if Mitch gets hurt or has a bad day and Kenny's have get hurt or have a bad day, we know we at least have you who's been in this offense for the past four years. So you can figure that out. That's going to be interesting in my mind to see how that plays out though. But, but, Let's look at one of the other teams that I think everyone is, you know, kind of interested to see how it plays out in this battle of Florida. You got the Dolphins playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Dolphins, this is our first chance to see, what does this offense look like with Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle? Because that's something that, you know, I've I've said, I've been on the record on this show. I'm not so sure it's going to work out. I don't believe in the Dolphins organization. I think that these guys are all talented, but I don't think they're going to be able to put it together. I think there's going to be too much discord, and I think there's going to be a lot of issues that come their way. But this still has the potential to be a really explosive offense. And that Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster, I mean, they're t- two years removed from a Super Bowl. So I do think they have the talent, and this is going to be really interesting. Now, we always have to see who plays in these games. Admittedly, I'm not up in these, everyone's training camp. I'm busy at Steelers training camp and doing other things here in Pittsburgh. So I don't get to see, you know, how everything's going everywhere. But Tampa is still a talented roster, and I want to see how the Dolphins work with this new offense. How much time do you get to see those top guys? You know, playing in, playing in this preseason game. Can the can Tua Tango, Tango Vailoa, get the ball down the field? Can he u- maximize these guys' speed? Because if he can do that, if he can get if he can get zip the ball down the field, give the Dolphins' offense a chance to stretch the def- stretch the defense out with their with the speed that they have at the wide receiver position. I think that does open up the offense and it also opens up the AFC East because right now you got the New England Patriots who you know no one I'm not too sure about you still got the Buffalo Bills who in my in my mind are a Super Bowl you know contest, serious Super Bowl contender maybe even favorite this year um you know so I'm really intrigued to see how this plays out the Jets you know I I get that the Jets have had a lot of really good draft picks um but you know, you know, are really interesting draft picks, but Mekhi Becton going down, not a good sign. I'm still not a big Zach Wilson guy, Um, but we'll see how that, we'll see how that plays out. But still, yeah, you know, I, I look at this Miami team. There's a chance they could push for that wild card spot. They could change. I, I don't think that they're winning the division over the Bills. I think this is the Bills division to run with. They've been loading up. They've been getting players. They added Von Miller. You know, they're, 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 I think they're going to be the, the team to beat in the AFC East and maybe even all of the AFC. But, Miami can make a make a push for that wild card spot out of that division. And I think the, the, what, we, what we see Saturday when these when, when they when they take the field and it's Saturday night, actually, I think that's going to be uh, a major part of this of this equation just to see, hey, like, let's get a glimpse and see how big play possible. Is this offense? Can this can this offense strike, you know, with with dynamite with the with the way that Tua Tagovailoa plays? And we've seen Tua, he's more of a, a smaller, you know, mobile quarterback who can get who can get the ball down the field. But you know, there's been some of those passes that the Dolphins PR staff has shared on their Twitter account. And like they look cool in highlight form, but then when you look at it, you're like, that looks kind of like a duck. We'll get to see. Are they ducks or are they are they bullets? We'll get to see what Tua Tagovailoa has in store. Another thing that I'm really interested to see. Is Michael Thomas, if you follow Locked On Saints with our boy Ross Jackson, he, he holds it down there all the time. You know that he, he's been tweeting out. If you follow him on Twitter, Ross is tweeting out man, Michael Thomas just killing people. He's out here destroying destroying cities. Like he's just he's just running people over, he's running past him, running, he's not Mr. Schlant, all those type of things. I, I'm really interested to see how he looks with Jameis Winston. Um, this the Saints, they're gonna be going against the Houston Texans. Houston Texans are in complete disarray, you know, lovey smith, they're they're gonna be taking that over. It's gonna be a rough season for the Houston Texans. But can the Saints come out on fire, show what they got, put you know, put some really good drives together and make some big plays? If Michael Thomas is back to being the Michael Thomas that we remember him being with Drew Brees, you know, when he was used to be putting up those numbers and used to be a, a fantasy superstar, if he's able to do that with James Winston, I, I think it really p- makes this NFC South very interesting because you already got the Buccaneers. But if the Saints can be a competitive team, I like the Saints defense a lot, but if they can be a competitive team with the offense, we don't know what's happening with Alvin Kamara, that could make things very different in the NFC South. The Falcons, they're going to have a rough year. The Panthers, y'all know how I felt, Matt Rule, and I said about that quarterback situation, we'll see who even wins that battle over there, but the you know there's a, there's an interesting chance for the Saints here to make a move, but I think a lot of it depends on what do we see from this connection between Winston and Thomas in the in the big moments. My last thing I want to look at here, and, and there's other games that we could get to, but. I think one of the biggest things that you want to see right now is Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. And we talked about all the divisions that look the most interesting. The AFC West is of course that top division this year that everyone's the most excited to see. You are, you already know you got Patrick Mahomes, the chiefs, you already know you got Justin Herbert and the chargers that and they, they've continued to load up. You're excited to see the Raiders play again this year. After a rough season last year, they lost two of their most recent first round draft picks to off field issues that they caused themselves. And you lost your head coach. They still found a way to make the playoffs. They Went and got Devontae Adams. You're excited to see all that. And I guess that is a big point because Devontae Adams, you know, is going to be going up against Minnesota with, with, with them after their Hall of Fame game. So that's another thing to be interested in. But I'm more interested in how Russell Wilson looks with Cortland Sutton and, 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 the, and the offense that they've got there with, with Jerry Judy and everything they got going on with the Broncos. Because the AFC West is a division where you might see, what, four playoff teams. There's three card teams now. You could legitimately see the entire AFC West make the playoffs. I don't think that will happen. But the Broncos are that team that I think that everyone looks at and says, okay, you're fourth in the pecking order right now because we're just not sure how you're going to look. And the Broncos just haven't been that guy since you – know, haven't been that team, you know, since they won their – since their Super Bowl – last Super Bowl run. So um, there's concern there. But Russell Wilson – he was the, their hope to fix that problem. And I want to see how Russell Wilson plays in a non-Pete Carroll environment. Can he make it work with the weapons that they have? I really like some of the guys that they have on their on their offense. They have Justin Simmons and a talented defense. Um, they have they have, they, have, they have Patrick Sertan. They have a guys that I'm really intrigued to see how this this roster comes together. If you follow Cody Work and Locked On Broncos, he's he's letting you know, hey, like this this roster's talented. They're not going to be no suckers. I do think that the, the the Broncos stand a good chance, but we got to see how this offense looked. Is there is there chemistry? Is there a flow? Is there a pattern that we can see with Russell Wilson building there? Uh, because, you know, he's not a rookie quarterback. He's a vet that's coming in, and he's going to have to pick everything up a lot quicker, and they're paying the money to make sure that this guy – does lift up their offense. I want to see how fluid they look in their first appearance Saturday night on on on, on in, in NFL preseason action. And there's plenty of other storylines we can get to. We could talk about the Bengals without Joe Burrow as they're waiting for him to to, to get back from his surgery. We could talk about more about Devontae. Devonte adams there um you know we we could we could talk about you know what's going to matt ryan look like with the, with the Indianapolis colts as they take on the bills you know that's going to be interesting because jonathan taylor was you know a guy that was vying for an nfl mvp race in the offensive line that they have you know could the colts make a run this year lots of different things to watch but all of it can be watched on the nfl preseason week one we're happy to break things down for you here on a friday edition of the locked on nfl podcast we we'll be back next week giving you some of our reactions to how this worked. You know, we got Kevin who's going to rock it out on Mondays, and we break things down all throughout the week. So stay tuned for the Locked On NFL podcast. we got a lot of great things coming your way, and we'll be breaking things down, me and Q, next Friday, getting you ready for the second week to say, hey, you know, we've now seen the first glimpse of a lot of these teams. What are they going to look like as we start to get to the second week when you start to see teams – put their most assembled, they the best version of the teams out there because you see some teams they'll hold back in the first week, but that second week, that's when people get the realist. And then third week, they kind of just try to iron out all the, the the reserves and the backups. So next week is going to be a very interesting episode. Be sure to stay tuned with the locked on NFL podcast. Again, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Thanks for checking us out here on a Friday. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter critiques. Uh, you can check out my work on the locked on Steelers podcast, just like you check out the locked on NFL podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google podcast, Odyssey, YouTube. You can also read my work starting Monday at the Pittsburgh post-gazette where I'll be covering pit football and pit basketball for them there. It's going to, to be a great year of of doing that. Thanks again for checking us out here on the Locked on NFL Podcast. Be back on your screens and in your ears after the weekend's over, breaking down the top games and what we saw across the league.